Hello, my sweet friends. I feel so fortunate that you're joining me for season two of the Failing Awesomely podcast. My hope is that you can find encouragement while listening to my personal stories of overcoming life's obstacles, whether you're chasing big dreams or just trying to make it through the day as a mama of little ones. I'm excited to bring my friends along to inspire you with their stories as well. Let's empower one another to stop selling ourselves short, stop the negative self-talk, and focus on what makes us awesome because we all are. We are all fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. And it's time we start believing that. Today, I have the pleasure of sharing with you my conversation with professional theater actress turned yoga instructor and podcast host, Anastasia Albert. Anastasia takes us through her journey pursuing her successful musical theater career in LA, NYC, and so many other cities in between. This newly engaged bride-to-be started her brand and podcast, The Luxury of Self-Care, in the spring of 2020. As we all were realizing the pandemic wasn't stopping anytime soon, Anastasia found herself wanting to connect with people, posing the question, What's Stimulating You?, which became her first episode of the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. We talk about the importance of taking small bits of time to practice mindfulness, even five to ten minutes, just focusing on your breath every day, and the impact that has on your productivity and overall mood. Self-care can be, and sometimes should be, simplified, and Anastasia has some excellent tips to get us started. In her podcast intro, she reminds us that finding luxury in our lives begins with taking care of Y-O-U. Thank you for joining me in welcoming Miss Anastasia Albert to the show. Say what you want, all I hear is Anastasia, thank you so much for coming on to my 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 little corner of the interwebs um Anastasia and I have known each other since high school and I think did we have music theory class together we did we did that's what I thought because that was a class where any grade could take that as an elective if you were a freshman or a senior you could take this elective so we both had that together and we also did school musicals together, yes, which is super, <laughs> yes, super fun. And I just remember it like, this is how I picture you. I picture this tiny little firecracker with the biggest smile on her face, curly hair, crazy. And you were just like this spitfire of shining gold that I could stick in my pocket because you were so, so stinking tiny. <laughs> And so funny. You, I mean, honestly, you lit up the room, girlfriend. You truly did. That's so funny. Like, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. And right now, like, my face is red and I'm like (laughs) grin to grin, like massive, large smile, like you're explaining. Same smile. Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like, just so same smile. And truly, like, I have absolutely loved 
following up with you. I'm so glad your second season has come out. It's been such a treat to like listen to your podcast. Thank you, hun. And have you on my show too. So I'm really, really happy to be here. Yes, that was fantastic. You have a show we're going to get into it because I want to talk about it in depth. Uh, The luxury of self-care. You can find that podcast anywhere you listen and you need to check it out because Anastasia has some amazing guests. And aside from that, you, so you do, do you do two shows a week? Oh my gosh, I do. And I'm always like, should I take it down a notch? Because it is a lot on my plate. Like it's so much on my plate. It's a lot of work. (laughs) It's a lot of editing. I wanted to make a a quick little reel. I think I'm going to post this soon. And it's going to be like what people think podcasting is. And it's like sitting (gasps) there and like laughing and being with friends and like, ha ha ha. Like, (laughs) oh, I just got another download. And what podcasting actually looks like is that's literally 10% of it. It's almost like being in theater. It's like 10% is the glory and on stage and like the performance aspect. But 90% is like all the work, all the self-care, all the lessons, all the auditions. Like it's kind of the same thing. Amen, sister. Absolutely. You have to put that out and then I will repost it because I love it. Yes, I need to see that. You need to make that. Oh my goodness. So true. And but you yeah, too. We're like solo entrepreneurs oh. with this thing. We are. We're doing it all ourselves. And I mean, you do a fantastic job. Your intro to your podcast, I'm serious. You need to subscribe and you need to listen to the intro because it is perfection. It is that. such perfection. I, every I time I listen so to long. it, I bet. <laughs> The first thing I thought of was that was a lot of work, but it was so worth it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so worth it. Well, it's just interesting. So I had this idea that I wanted to have quotes. So I had someone work on a sound with me. I I shout out um, my girlfriend, Tina Tompkins, her boyfriend, Ryan. He also does music. So if anybody that listens to your show is a podcaster, if you ever want to do something um, different with yours, which also sounds awesome failing awesomely (laughs) but like I had one and I just had swiped it off the internet and I was like I really need to solidify my sound that's like unique to me because my girlfriend sent me this Instagram video and it was like someone doing a pour over French press to the same intro music I had and I was like gotta end no I was like yeah but like that's my sound I gotta change it and so Ryan did it all for me like we had gone over it so many times and I was like okay and then here's what I want to say and then I want these quotes so he had grabbed all these quotes and I had them in an order and then I cut some of them and then I added more in and then I cut some and I added more in and everyone was like you asked this question and the quotes need to answer the question truly that was probably I'm not even lying like this isn't an exaggeration Lindsay I think that was like number 50 is like what the end result is Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? It was so worth it. It's amazing. You can keep that for the long haul. It's, it's a, it's an intro. I don't get sick of hearing, even if I'm like binge listening to your podcast. So good job, girlfriend. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. And I wanted people to like feel uplifted after hearing it and be like, yeah, I want to listen to the show. Absolutely. It is a binge worthy podcast. So go you. You're really good. Yeah. But I what I was getting at was I equally love that you have a 
a show then every week that is is just you and 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 your tips for life for it's it, self care is so much more than just taking a bubble bath you know and it looks different for everybody and you tap into all the different aspects of that and just how to how to better your life and how to have a good mindset moving forward with your day or your week and so you're you're amazing. I really want to know though about your journey to pursue your dream of musical theater after school because I will I will tell you the truth. I had two dreams. One dream was to be a recording artist and my other dream was to perform on Broadway. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I said, well, I'm either going to move to New York, LA or Nashville and pursue a a, a recording artist deal, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to go to the big city, like go to the big apple and try to pursue musical theater too. And ultimately (laughs) I, I chose Nashville simply because I had connections there already. And it was the cheapest place to live <laughs> out of all three of those. So I'm like, you know what? I, I have to make this work for me. I can't just like fly on a whim and and go. So that's why I, I went that route. But I really, because you and I lost touch for a little while after high school. So catch me up. What what all did you do? Tell me the ups and downs of, of that industry and kind of what I missed out on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I guess the funny thing is, is a lot of people that aren't in this field think in their head with what you just said, well, why can't you do it all? Like, why couldn't you be a pop star and do Broadway? And a lot of people think the same with musical theater. They're like, oh, well, if you're doing this and like, why can't you also do commercials? And why can't you also do um, com- like radio shows and this, that? And you have to understand that there's only so much time in a day and you still have to pay your bills. Absolutely. And living in an expensive city like L.A., which I had lived in as well, or living in an expensive city like Manhattan, which I was in for a really long time, you got to pay those bills too. So there is really only so much time allotted for you to continue to build your craft or go to the auditions or whatnot. So for so me, true. My, my journey was, was different. I think a lot of a lot of people see this in one way and it's something that I still struggled with and I was going to actually do another episode on this was I felt like you had to be talented at first but I also felt like you had to be in this kind of box like everyone always kept saying like well what's your type and I was like well how what makes you unique and you keep hearing these things over and over again and you find yourself getting lost trying to struggle and finding like what does make me unique what is my type like this person thinks that I'm an ingenue and I should stand there and just look pretty and then this person thinks that I'm funny quirky and weird what do I think I am how do I want to be perceived so I think you go through this journey in your late teens early 20s and then you finally find yourself at like 27 and by that point you either have already found success or you've moved on (laughs) yes absolutely so true like it really really is and so true I think everyone has that same path if you're in whatever you're in because even the classic nine to five or the traditionalist nowadays it's not starting off their first job out of college and and retiring in that same specific job and if you are like you're one of the few Mm -hmm. so for me I left 
to go somewhere that wasn't too far. I was really not good at auditioning for colleges. I don't know what it was. I think I put a lot of pressure on myself. A lot of them I was either waitlisted or I didn't, unfortunately, didn't get in. And then I did go to school at Point Park University and I only went for a year and I auditioned for Disney. <laughs> and Disney said, do you want to like open this brand new parade? We would come down here. You can start as full time. And I was like, maybe not quite yet. So there was this college program, which I'm sure somebody's heard of out there. And I was like, that sounds more my cup of tea. Then in case like I, I didn't want to stay there forever, I didn't out. So I ended up like thinking that that was failure. Like I felt like I failed out of college to go down to Disney. And a lot of people were like, oh my God, like Disney, that's so cool. Like you're playing princesses, you're dancing in. Shows. I was like, going to say, I wanted to be a princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like high school musical. Like, so that was my college experience. I was there until I was 21. And then I moved out to California to Disneyland and was there for a year as well. So literally from age, it was I had just about turned 19 once I got down there until 22, I was working for the mouse. Best, best thing that could have been for me. Um, it, it helped me grow up a little bit. It helped me make some really amazing connections. It helped me grow as a human and as a performer. And, and then moving forward, then I auditioned for this one theater company that happened to have a conservatory attached to it. So they were an act, they were an equity house, which just means that you're a certain level of performance. And I ended up going there and I was like, I fell in love with it. Like, absolutely. And it was bare minimum. I mean, I'm talking like just um, open room, like messy floors. Like it was a conservatory through and through. And because I was already in California for a year, I was able to take my I can't even believe this but my training cost less than five thousand dollars and it was wow. the best training I've ever had in my life and it was two full years and my who was it um my mom I told her I was like okay here's the deal if I get in this is my business plan so I like told them I said this is what I need from you guys each month and I will find a place and it'll be enough for gas for me and it'll be enough for food and I will budget it all out and I'll pay for the schooling because again like I said it wasn't that much and they were like, great, cool, best experience of my life. I did like seven equity shows in the time that I was there, plus all my schooling. So I was cast in the shows in the evening. And then I, from there, thought, oh, it's LA. Like, I got to audition here. I got to get into all these theater companies that I've auditioned for. And nothing kind of, nothing really clicked. And it was because Manhattan was like calling me back. So I came yeah. <laughs> did a show at the Fulton, which was fabulous. <laughs> Um, and I went, made my way back up to Manhattan and there I was. And it was it really interesting. Manhattan is such a weird place. And like I said, you're, you're struggling so much to make ends meet. And I definitely had my moments where someone like had to figuratively slap me across the face and say, amazing that you're making all this cash bartending. That is not why you moved to the city. Get your class. And you know, like you had to have those like, yes, girl, moments every once in a while. And I did a couple shows like out of New York and then I was out, I judged dance competitions. So I was like judging a dance competition. I've been doing it pretty much mainly with a company called Starbound National Talent Competition for the past six-ish years. And I was at a dance competition. I'll never forget it. And I got this phone call and I was like, 
oh my god and no joke like the the phrase broadway's calling (laughs) (laughs) they called me and they said you know we one of the girls like broke their leg you were the the next on the list we would love for you to come out and be a part of the memphis broadway national tour and i was like oh my god like this is it like i was like i have to go like i didn't know how to even present it i was like i'm gonna be blacklisted from this company they hate me um it ended up in their eyes only making me more valuable as a judge for the competition which i'm so grateful for oh that's wonderful yeah and that was like that was it after that it was like this job after this job after this job from like cruise ships to um to being a principal dancer with my best friend at Virginia Opera Company to um doing even more shows out I did a bunch of shows out in Arizona where I met my fiance we did Rock of Ages together out there and it just seemed like it all was like bam 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 and yeah and then it kind of all came to a a halt and (laughs) I decided to get into liquor sales for like a brief moment because I was always bartending and always promoting alcohol and I had so many connections and then pandemic happened and now I'm back in like a like who knows what's next I still have my equity card the Fulton's literally one block away from me so I, I have no idea what what the future holds for us in theater so I'm just open to everything it's I feel like it's a it's a really exciting time for you, but I can imagine it's also kind of I don't I don't like using the word scary, but sure. just oh, it's terrifying. Yeah, intimidating and kind of like, uh, what's going on now? Um, but you man girl, you shine bright though. You oh, you God. shine so bright with everything that you do and um and what a journey. I mean, who knows what will happen next and who knows when things really start to open up again, who knows like where you can, the places that you will go. That's a children's book that I just quoted, but. Oh yeah, you did. I was like, isn't that a quote? Yeah, I love that. The places you will go. Um, Which is so true though. It really is a nice, we were just talking about this. Um, I have Danielle McCleary who has a podcast called On the Daily and we were just saying the same thing. It's like, if I knew everything that life was going to throw at me, it's like, why would I even get out of bed in the morning? Like, Absolutely. I need to get out of bed. Bad day, good day, whatever. It's like, oh, I know today's that really awful day. So like, I don't want to get out today. You know what I mean? Like, yep. so life is but a journey and man, like it can be a treat and it can also be super freaking sour. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And, yeah. and 2020 has taught us all a really good lesson. And I think that if we're patient and we just anticipate with open arms, what is to come, you know, possibilities are endless. And for you, I feel like that is, that is definitely true. And I'm I'm so excited for what's to come now. You're planning a wedding, as you mentioned. Uh, you're newly engaged. Yes, you d- you definitely nailed it on the head with that. But you're right. Um, yes, I'm planning a wedding. This is so crazy. I feel like everyone thinks that I am like that perfect cookie cutter. Like I've had my Pinterest board for years. I know the exact <laughs> wedding gown I want. I know this. I know that. I'm I really don't like. I have worked many weddings as you know working as a a host of a wedding or a wedding coordinator or um, within the catering company and like leading a team but I've never planned my own and I am the most indecisive person 
Isn't that so funny that when you have worn the hat for somebody else and then when you go to put the hat on for yourself, you're like, uh, what do I really want? <laughs> yeah. It's coming t- together. I think as you make those big choices, I have this thing that I've been doing on my my Instagram called Wedding Tips Wednesday. And that's- I love that. Be like newly engaged. Thank you. I was like, if newly engaged, whatever. And it's just like stuff that I'm learning. And I'm also going off of like, here's what the average budget is. And I'm just giving you tips for that specific budget. I think everybody's budgets are different. I've seen beautiful weddings that were less than $10,000. And I've seen gorgeous weddings that were over 100K. You know, <sighs> like it just depends on what your budget is. Absolutely. And I think giving those tips is so fun. I, you know, I've been married eight years and I love watching you. I, I'm not really a numbers girl, but for some reason, when people start to get down to the nitty gritty of tips for planning stuff and they start talking about budget, my ears perk up and I'm like, Ooh, this is very interesting, (laughs) even though I'm not planning a wedding. So keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. I think budgeting is super interesting. I cannot wait to get my brother on the podcast because he went to school for finance. And I think he has a lot of random little nuggets that I just think that the common person doesn't, that's so wrong. I don't want to say like that, the common person, what a, what a, what a vague statement, Stoss. Um, I want to say like the regular, like I think a lot of us just don't know or I hear a lot of people and it's like well what I want to invest in some things but like what do I invest in and I think it's just like would be great to have a little one-on-one with him and just say whether you have 10 grand or a thousand dollars coming in each month how can you plan that accordingly in order to like see the longevity of your cash yes please I'm one of those people who would need need that in my life so for sure have him on do that So back home and you started a brand. I mean, the luxury of self-care, you are developing a brand, girlfriend, and it is fantastic. What made you decide that that's what you wanted to do? I mean, I'm sure starting a podcast kind of stemmed from the pandemic and everything that you were going through, but what made you decide, okay, now's the time and this is what I want to talk about? Yes. So I I say this too, I've said it before, but my fiance is very much an introvert and I am very much an extrovert. So as pandemic began, as a lot of us were with our partners or children or parents or whoever you were with, it gets a little stale. You get a little sick of each other. (laughs) Extroverts, we needed so much from our introvert, you know, whoever roommate, whoever your roommate was. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a mic. At the time, I didn't have the setup I have now. It definitely developed over time. I bought a mic and I just sat there and I was like, guys, I'm going crazy. What's stimulating you? And that's literally my first episode. It's called What's Stimulating You? And That's I, why. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, it wasn't necessarily to talk into a mic for so someone would listen to me, but it was more or less like I needed connection with other people and then like I said like you said which thank you so much for even saying that is this like brand kind of developed and this umbrella of the luxury of self-care developed and I was like okay well there's this is all about self-care and that's about self-care and then you know foods about self-care and fitnesses and bubble baths are and your glass of wine is and saying the world is is. like it was all you know it's all of these different places because it's just like the circle of life and how do you take care of yourself whether you're in a negative or positive state 
So it developed into that over time as, but I would have a journal next to my bed and I would randomly get ideas popped into my brain because none of us were sleeping properly then. No. And I would like turn on my little nightlight and I would be like, oh yeah, like I definitely want to write about this. And here's possible, I still have it in my phone, like on in the notes page, like possible topic ideas. And sometimes when I'm stale or don't have something, I kind of look back and I grab that and see how it's relevant to me now. And it ends up becoming an episode. So same girl. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it so much. Yeah. It's been a treat. And I, and I love that it is, you're right. It's something that with everything that we go through in life, you can, you can pull from, from that into this topic of, of self-care and, and bettering each part of your life. And it's so right. amazing. Do you think though, that most people, I, I feel like I find this, so I want to know what you think. Do you think people sure. complicate the idea of self-care? Ooh, that's a great question. I think that people think that that means that you, I think people have different ideas and they generalize it. So they they complicate it by generalizing it and thinking that it means, oh, like I need to go and have a full spa day and completely unplug. Like that's awesome if you can do that. Props. Sometimes my self-care routine is five minutes. And guess what that five minutes is? Brushing my teeth and going through the routine of like my skincare. Like that sometimes might just be yep. the only thing that you get that day. So you're right in the sense of the words overcomplicating it because they they don't necessarily know that it can be way more than one thing. Like look, I mean, obviously I know people can't see, but you know, preparing myself for this, it was like, well, what did I want and need? being a guest on someone's show as opposed to doing the show and I literally have like a glass of wine in case I needed that I have (laughs) this like amazing Mises love bomb from Mises candy and like a hot cocoa that I'm sipping on I have my got my water like but like that alone is like if that's your self-care is that one glass of wine you get to have every night then enjoy every sip it's so true it can it can be such a small thing it can be reading a chapter of a book and actually like it's silence Yes, making the time for that instead of saying, no, I'm being pulled in this direction. If if you need to de-stress and if that is going to help, get your mind out of your own world and into another for a second, that's mm-hmm. self-care. And I think some people, like you said, complicate it to think that it means spending a ton of money right. and leaving your home and taking a half of a day to be in another location being pampered and that's not what what it necessarily means and I never get that like that's a treat that's a like thousand percent like that is a true treat because sometimes my self-care is just pressing the snooze and like my dog's in a cuddly mood and I just like can cuddle with her because I have those seven minutes and I just like press my mindfulness app and like do a morning like mantra meditation and just like lay there while petting her like that sometimes is it and it's yeah. it's so small it's so small and I I have it written in my journal I have an alarm that goes off at the end of the day like if I still haven't done it and even like my fiance knows I'll say like hey I've got my self-care 10 right now so like can I call you in 10 minutes because that's the only 10 minutes I got today 
I love that. And you take the time to actually know, like, I'm prioritizing this and I need to shut everything out and I, I need to take the time because it's important. And it really is. And even just 10 minutes can do so much. I know that something that I never do and um, you are you you are part of the help in that. Uh, for me is taking five to 10 minutes to either do a small yoga series or stretch. Mm -hmm. And that has alleviated so much tension from the day. It's alleviated so much that, uh, that you, you hold on your shoulders and um, to just let that all go and let loose and let your muscles relax and the, the, the blood flowing through you and, I mean, it's just, you can't, you can't believe, you don't believe that five minutes is going to do it until you do it consistently every single day. And then it becomes a craving that you have to do. Sure. Like, and tell me this though, you don't think that five minutes is going to do anything or 10 minutes is going to do anything, but you're a mother of two. Tell me how often you've had that five or 10 minute map, like that five or 10 minute nap. Hasn't that been like everything for you? Everything. Everything. Like that five minutes. And then that alarm goes off and you're like, okay, I'm back at it. But like, I'm good. That five minutes that you maybe like, you know, ignore the the baby monitor when they were little or the five minutes that you locked yourself probably in the bathroom and you were crying. Like, why am I even doing this? Like, yep. Is this what motherhood's about? <laughs> like, I've heard all the stories because I talk to moms a lot. But yeah, like that, it's the same thing. It's like that five minutes of just peace and serenity and like whatever you need to do in that. I do think that mantras and meditation are super helpful to get you in that mindset because it's about slowing down your breath. And within 30 seconds, you're already in this meditative state. Yes, it's it's mommy time out for sure. <laughs> like peace out, I'm done. <laughs> I'm about to throw a tantrum. I'm done. Take them, take them. Take if I don't, if if you want mom to yeah. throw a tantrum, then, you know, take away her timeout. But yes, no, it's so needed. I feel like you get it now, though, too. Like you're getting yes. care now because this is like your fun. This is your exciting outlet to like let loose and to either talk yourself, which your solo episodes are bomb and like all your guests and stuff, too, are, are super fun. So it's like a great way sometimes for you to be able to self-care and to feel artistic again. Like, yes. Like an artistic outlet. Oh my goodness. Honestly, this show is self-care for me. Mm -hmm. I, I believe it. It is such self-care. I learn so much. I, I feel like I get, I, like you said, I, I get my creative juices flowing and it's, it's a, it's an outlet for that. It's not, it's not artistic in the same way that I've always been. You know, I'm not writing songs, I'm writing podcast episodes and I'm having cool conversations, but it's just a way to, to show a different side of me as an adult woman that I don't get to do on a regular basis. And you don't know how much you need that until you're without it for so long and you're wondering, why am I feeling these feelings of anxiety and depression or why do I feel lost? And mm -hmm. self-care plays a part in getting out of that funk, like getting out of this feeling of 
where is my life really going? <laughs> you know, and even oh, if, yes. even if all that means is a form of, of some form of self-care to just de-stress, that's sometimes all it takes to just get your mind off of your worries and your problems of the day and, and focusing on nothing sometimes, literally nothing but your breath, like you said. Mm-hmm. It can just change the whole dynamic of what your day was and what your new day will be when you when you fall asleep um, or, or wake up the next day, I mean. But, you know, so we, we talked about this, how the definition of self-care and what that looks like is going to be different for everybody. But if someone was going to come to you and say, Anastasia, I don't even know where to start. Like, I'm so stuck in feeling like I have to go, 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 go and never stop until my head hits the pillow. What's like one thing or, or, or where should I start with this? I would probably ask them, like, give me a breakdown of your day. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, what is your morning routine and what is your evening routine? And then I would probably hear that. And like you said, everybody's going to be unique and different. But I would probably try to figure out a place in there to be like, okay. And then there's there's that five minutes right there. Or there are those 10 minutes right there. Or, oh, you only get one break at work. That's a five, 10 minute break. What do you do on that break? Oh, well, I open my Instagram and mm-hmm. I scroll through. Or, oh, well, I look at my Gmail account and, you know, get overwhelmed with all the emails that I've missed because I'm running from here to there to everywhere. That is the story of my life. Like, I totally get it. And I also respond (laughs) to every DM. Every DM, I always respond. So, like, I get it. But you also have to okay, these are my 10 minutes. I've done it before, even at Lululemon. And I, like, close a little curtain because we don't actually have, like, a closed area. And I put my headphones on in case anyone needs to come in the back to get something. I close my eyes and I literally will turn on a 10-minute mantra for that time that I have that 10-minute break. And I will lay on my back with my legs like elevated, like waterfall, like my legs. And I will just close my eyes and like one hand on my heart and one on my belly and just focus on like my breath and listen to whatever the meditation is. Because that's going to actually be able to bring me back to the floor and back to like this place of productivity because if I don't do that, and there's plenty of times I've messed up and have not done that. I am so run down and I'm so short to like flip out on someone and nobody nobody deserves that. It's just like you, you're run down and you're spread thin. So that is like where I would start. It'd be like, where can we find this moment for you? Yeah. It also just like sparked an idea in my brain. I was like, I need to start to do that. Maybe instead of like my 10 minute stretch meditation I need to start to like create a series that's 10 minute meditations yes that would be amazing I I feel like there's something there I love it there's something there you just like sparked my my entrepreneur mindset hey whatever you need girl I got you (laughs) no you're the expert you want to know what self-care Leslie let's get you started yeah. <laughs> these mantras because they are super helpful. I'm not even joking. Like sometimes I cannot sleep and my mind will not stop. And like I'll turn on one mantra and they're like, okay, get relaxed and focus on your breath. And like I'm out. I'm literally yep. out. And then you're out. I know. I actually, yeah. my my aunt Cindy gifted me with the Calm app right after I got diagnosed oh, with breast cancer. And it's so, it's so helpful to just calm down and listen to a soothing voice, get out of my own head, 
and cruise on to sleep. It was amazing. Exactly. No, the Calm app's a great one. The mindfulness app that I mentioned earlier is also a great one. The new luxury of self-care one that'll be coming out sometime mm-hmm. next year. Yes. No, no, I, I do. I do really love the Calm, the Calm app is really nice. And that also comes up on my Instagram feed like all the time. You know, the <laughs> ads like always come up to like what stuff you look at. Yep. And like, wouldn't it be great to just fall asleep in serenity and like you're like oh my god you're like, i'm nodding off for a second yeah and i'm already like <laughs> i need to download this you you really have the voice for it you should totally do that justin you saying that i was like oh i'm relaxing right now yeah, so do it, do it girl I'll, i will do it i'm gonna make it i will sure. i will buy your app you heard it here first on failing out awesomely i hope i i think i'll i'll figure i'll figure it out i feel like that's the same way i did with the podcast I'll figure exactly it out. you will now what because I'm I'm very green when it comes to postures and you know reasons why you do different things. Why legs elevated? What does that do? Oh, I think it's just like a different perspective. So I'm always a fan of inversions, and inversions for your brain are also really good. Like I love um, standing with my legs like what are they like two fists apart, so hip width apart, and like grabbing opposite elbow, like folding over. So like ragdoll position, if you have like a micro bend in your knees, I love that. I think that's great because all the blood rushing your head is like, think of it as all like the new juices and the new fuel and the new um, creative ideas. Like that's how I always think about it. And then you're like, once you stand up, you're flushing out all the negative stuff that like isn't serving you anymore. And oh my gosh, I'm going to do that every day. Yeah. <laughs> and like, think of that. that. My clients. Yes. I say that to my clients and like, just take a couple of breaths doing that. And then... I love elevating my legs up because I think it's so good for our backs. So when I'm standing at work a lot, it's really good to like elevate your legs because of your lower, like all of like all that lower back pain that everyone's always complaining about because they're sitting in their chairs too much and everything. Those two positions are, they're going to be your kryptonite and cat cow if you're like really into like going for it. But legs elevated for me it just like brings all the swelling out of your legs and your calves and like the new blood flushing down into your legs which holds up your entire body not to mention your brain and your mindset so all of these special amazing organs are on top of us so giving them a break for a moment and just kind of looking at things from a new perspective if that makes sense that's kind of makes Total sense. And thank you for explaining. I'm glad I asked because I was like, am I going to sound dumb asking? And then no, like, no I'm going to go for it because I want to know. So I'm so glad I asked because I think that would benefit a lot of people. So yes, Anastasia, you are a, ex- you're an extremely gifted dancer, singer, performer. You are hilarious. I've seen some of, I've watched some of your YouTube videos oh my and God. And I'm saying like back in the day, like I I, I watched them <laughs> and you are hilarious. You are Thank so you. funny. You are so entertaining. So you have all these amazing talents and then uh, you are, you're incredible at podcast hosting and you're, you're also a yoga instructor. Like you do it all. You wear so many hats. Where can people find you, whether virtually or in person, to take a class? Oh, yes. Um, I'm actually doing a couple more classes for my girlfriend who started a brand called Free Heart Fitness. But I always put everything on my Instagram. So my Instagram handle is at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. 
and that comes from the universal film anastasia because the opening number is have you heard there's a rumor in st petersburg and i thought it was clever very clever taste of who i am (laughs) and so that that is my instagram handle which i put everything on I do have some stuff on my website sometimes, which is AnastasiaAlbert.com. And then I have most of my stuff that I launch as far as as far as like episodes and everything is you can find me on YouTube and all you have to do is look up my name because my parents loved putting an H in it, which just makes my spelling extremely unique. No <laughs> one else has that spelling. So anytime you look up my first name, you pretty much can find everywhere that I am on the interwebs. Yes, you can. And watch everything for your viewing pleasure. I feel like you're specifically talking about this one thing. I'm I'm not even joking you. I went back on YouTube a while ago and I was like, why do I have 3,000 something views on this one audition video? And it was me doing the sides for Gingy in Shrek, which is the gingerbread man. If anyone saw Shrek. Is that what it was? Which makes total sense now, but I didn't, so I didn't read descriptions. It was, it's amazing. No, you have to, you have to watch it. Everybody, when when you're done here, go subscribe to The Luxury of Self-Care First and then go to YouTube, type in Anastasia, which is (laughs) A-H-N. And you'll find everything. And you'll find everything. I'm, I, and I will give all of this information in the show notes as well. And you, you gave your socials. Oh my goodness, Anastasia. And you, your friends. What do you say your friends call you, Stasi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I is actually, awesome recently, nickname. I love. Yeah, I, I remember people would always be like, "Can we call you Anna or Annie?" And I was like, "Nope, no." Nope. <laughs> but Stasi is a German name, so it's like. Oh. A, like a it was a I don't know if it was like a, someone's had a, a German police thing or something and I was like okay maybe not that far but Stassi's like very very my energy I think like how you explained it and I have to share this before I pop off but I will never forget when you were playing Adeline in um oh my gosh I can't remember this guys and dolls right when you're playing Adeline in guys and dolls I remember walking into that bathroom do you remember the bathroom that was like right by the theater at school Mm -hmm. and you would come in every show and you were very much like me like I have to get there early I need to get there like two and a half hours early and I'm still late to curtain like always (laughs) and I was always late first one in the theater always late and so you would have your hair curled for Adeline. Like yep. you had it all curled and, and like it was like perfect little ringlets and you had the little clips in it. And I remember coming in one day and you were doing your makeup and I was like in the bathroom like doing my makeup too and we had this super cute authentic conversation and I was like, oh my God, I think she likes me. Like she's just so beautiful and so talented. And like I remember <gasps> I had to share that with you for like your listeners too that like this is only only added on and you've only grown and blossomed even more of like a beautiful human and an amazing podcast host as well but like I remember looking at you in that moment and being like that's what success is gonna look like (laughs) (laughs) cutest thank you for sharing that story with me that's awesome and your hair also looked amazing like always (laughs) perfect Thank you. Yes, I, I I love that, and it was so much fun to to do those shows and and have you 
and um you are incredible you your light shines bright girlfriend and I'm just I'm so excited to see where this takes off for you because I really really do think that it's it's something that is so needed and everybody everybody's just gonna want to be your best friend because you you radiate that like you're just incredible but thank you so much for coming on my show check Anastasia out every every link every um every social connection will be in the show notes check that out and and be a part of this journey with her because you're not going to want to miss everything that she has coming up thanks girl thank you so much this was really wonderful i'm so excited thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the failing awesomely podcast if you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so blessed and honored if you would subscribe and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Next week, Minnie joins me for another episode about mommy wine culture, specifically how women are being targeted for alcohol sales and the normalization of heavy drinking in our culture. I can't wait to continue this conversation in hopes that we can change the narrative and normalize healthy relationships with alcohol and sobriety. This week, guys, I hope you take your five to 10 minutes to concentrate on breathing or stretch or meditate on God's word and renew your spirit to tackle whatever comes your way with ease and grace. I love y'all. Be well, be awesome.